got here? Uh, you know what? He just left. Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the Movie Den. Movie Den. Ooh, uh, we have hit double digits with our episode numbers. Mm. Uh, my name is Luke Taylor. I am the news editor at Daily Eastern News. I am sports editor Adam Tomino. You said it backward that time. I did. I changed it up. Uh, this week, we watched two movies by director Edgar Wright. Um... Uh, mostly because I enjoy both of them a lot and realized that Adam hadn't seen either one. Uh, we watched Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which uh, are two pretty popular movies. Um, and there, there are definitely similarities between the two. Scott Pilgrim is a lot more stylized. Baby Driver uh, still definitely, you can tell it's the same director, but a little bit less so, I guess. Um, but I think we should talk about Baby Driver first. It's a movie about, uh, Adam turned at me, uh, like half, halfway through the movie and said, so it's about an autistic guy who drives really good. And I was like, yeah, man, um, they, they don't say he's autistic in the movie, but he definitely like, uh, just like he has a lot of like traits with like how he interacts with the world that would imply that to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, uh, he listens to music literally all the time to deal with uh, his tinnitus and he is a getaway driver for a uh, criminal gang I guess Uh, what did did you think about Baby Driver? I getaway drivers are always in just a couple of movies about like getaway drivers and they can usually be good you know some of his car chases feel kind of boring usually they're exciting you gotta gotta mix it up a little bit to make it a little interesting sometimes this movie does that the chases are fun to watch Uh, but I really liked it on first watch it's the first 10 minutes or so of this movie are flawless and amazing it hooks you really well it starts with the probably the best car chase in the movie is the first one Um, this really sets up the whole tone with the music and the action and uh, it gets you starting right away the, and, the chase is often paced with the music, which mm-hmm. is just so much fun to watch. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I, think, I, think, I think most of them are. I think right? so. There's, there's, the, most the music really blends in with whatever's happening on screen for the most part. So the first chase is great. And it's got this really fun, like, long tracking shot for, like, the opening credits, I guess. Adam's favorite long I shots. love long tracking shots where the character, whose name is Baby, yeah. um, or his nickname, or we don't really know for him if that's his is that his real uh, name? They mention it once, right, like at the very oh, end. Oh, that's right. They give him a name. For all intents and purposes, in all intents and purposes, he goes by Baby. His name is Baby, and he's walking down the street on a coffee run for the other criminals in his group. And as he's walking, the music's playing. I mean, there's like you pointed out that there's graffiti like on the street that matches up with the lyrics, mm-hmm. which I might, I hope I would have caught on to if you hadn't mentioned it, but then you started seeing it. And I wanted to tell you so you could catch the it's first cool. couple. It's cool. Like, he walks yeah. past signs, that, and he's walking in front of a music store where there's, like, a trumpet solo plays in the song, and he, like, there's a trumpet he, like, hanging in the window. He, like, matches the silhouette. Right? He like, he, like, mimes it. And it's it's very... I'm sure it takes a long time to plan a shot like that and work it all out. And it was just so... It's so fun. It's a little, like, fantastical. Like, it's so yeah. unrealistic, but you're just like, well, yeah, it, man, It feels kind of awesome. natural. The way it all flows, yeah. you the graffiti, it's and like, he's walking. It's like, yeah, this is this guy's normal coffee He, does, he does it every morning. Like, it felt like he did that every morning. It feels to the same song. familiar, yeah. Yeah, and it was just really... The first ten minutes of the movie are perfect. I could just watch that ten minutes and... Yeah. I mean, the rest of the movie is fantastic, but, like, I mm-hmm. just want to see that pit. Like, I smiled the entire, like, first ten minutes. Yeah. And then, like, most of the rest of the way, too, I was enjoying it a lot. It was, a, you it was know. fun. Um, I think 
I, you don't really know where the movie's going mm-hmm. from those first 10 minutes. Uh, and, and I think the the thing that we both agreed we got a little bit too much of was the main character's backstory. We kept learning about his like mom and dad that died in a car crash. And while it did add something to the character, it at times, it just wasn't written in very well. Yeah. He just kept having random flashbacks. To me, it felt weird almost like... I don't know. I almost. I don't think this was the case, but it felt a little bit like maybe afterwards, someone was like, "Oh, maybe we should put in something in there, so you know why he drives and listens to music." Which I didn't. I don't care, right? It's like yeah. I don't care, like why I, I this like, guy does. This. I like a little explanation, just mm-hmm. to, like I said. I think it adds a little bit of depth to who the character is, so you're not just like, "Okay, this random guy is doing this," but like. I, I think it would have felt a little more satisfying if it was worked in, like, conversationally. Yeah, less flashbacks. The flashbacks yeah. felt kind of cheesy. In a, in a very, like, like careful, well-made movie, it was kind of like, I don't know, they just felt a little thrown in there. Yeah, I feel like they could have taken the flashbacks out. There's only two things that, like, if they were to give you a backstory that you need to know. There's a brief scene where other characters are talking about him and one mentions oh he listens to music because he has tinnitus from a car crash when he was a kid right and that was that's worked in perfectly right that makes sense and like, to me. all right so like i need to, that's fine and then later on he mentions that his mom was a singer mm-hmm. and he has like a tape of her songs right which is so, just like a cute little detail those two it's all i needed the flashbacks yeah. added in didn't do anything yeah and then it felt kind of strange and flashbacks always almost always in those flashbacks unless it's like a really tied into the story they just feel kind of pointless mm-hmm. kind of like stop the movie dead for a couple of minutes it's, it's just awkward it's yeah like, it's a weird storytelling device yeah but i mean most i mean those are very very minor flaws in a really good movie yeah that's it makes me happy that we got to be that picky about it yeah. like oh this stupid flashback <laughs> whatever um i there are so many edgar wright really likes uh easter eggs like little things that you can find you know on a second or third watch of a movie so I was trying to, like, catch a couple of those for Adam since we weren't planning on watching this three <laughs> times this week. Uh, like, there's, there's a scene where he's uh, flipping channels on a TV. And then later throughout the movie, I haven't even found all of them. He mm-hmm. repeats each of those lines in order. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the next group of lines, like, each of them that he says. Yeah. Um, and I've seen that in movies before where, like, it's, like, a little bit of callback. kind of like Yeah. These are very thing. subtle. I like it, though. Yes. I, I didn't really notice at first. What you don't see coming is that he gets called out on it. <laughs> One of the funniest lines of the movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, his, like, boss. Like, or I, I don't know if you can call Criminal it boss. Criminal overseer. Criminal man. Yeah. Uh, he's, like, they're, they're, he's, like, confronting him about, you know, stuff. And he's, like... And don't don't quote Monsters Inc. at me anymore. You know I'm I'm tired of that. And and you're like, <laughs> oh, he knew. That's crazy. <laughs> I like that this like big criminal guy, like his fifties or whatever, is aware that this guy is quoting Monsters Inc. to him. The man knows Monsters Inc. So it's like, you know, <laughs> they do establish that he has a nephew that he hangs out with. That a is lot. true. So it it makes sense, I guess. The nephew, which leads to what I think is the funniest line in the movie, <sighs> where what they're like casing a post office, wherever they're going to rob. First of all, the the child, this yeah. kid, is better at casing a post office than the baby yeah, is. Baby, yeah, they walk into the store, when they go up to the teller, and she's like, you know, being all like chipper or whatever, talks to the kid, she's like, I have a mint here with your name on it. He says, you have a mint that says Sam? <laughs> it's so... <laughs> he's, it's so stupid. He's just so deadpan. <laughs> I and, like that kid. Like, it seems like a very genuine, like, like, are you kidding me? 
you know, grown adult woman, you're saying that to me. I wish there was a spinoff where it was just Baby and Sam out messing around and robbing stuff. Baby has clearly never hung out with a kid before, ever. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. He, the, the woman's like, oh, is this, is this your boy? And he's like, he's like, yeah, you know, he just turned four. And the kid is like a, a, a talking child right? he's like who's playing, playing like, on a phone. Right? He's like, he says, I'm eight. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's just they grow up so fast. <laughs> the, the for some reason the chemistry between those two characters in that one scene is just so, it's like palpable. I like it a lot. It's it was so a, funny. A, a little random scene in the middle of the movie. I like yeah. it a lot. I just it's um it's, it's just a fun movie. It's a lot of funny moments. It's like the um the masks they wear for the one job. Yeah. Where they get supposed to get Michael Myers Halloween masks and they get Austin Powers masks who was played by mike myers i think that scene <laughs> threw me off a little bit the first time i watched it because it felt like it was going to be that thing where like oh they didn't follow the plan exactly correctly and that's what's going to get them caught mm-hmm. but it isn't it but it is also a sign that things are going to go wrong yeah so it's kind of an interesting little it's, like it's, that, that was really as soon as he pulled the mask i started laughing yeah it was so good <laughs> like what's he doing there man i was like oh my god it's mike mike myers not michael myers yeah oh classic mix-up I also like uh, during that scene they they stop to argue about the masks and then they finally get out and baby's like wait stop like I gotta restart my song oh, yeah. and they, it they, con- they it confirms his, yeah. that he does like actually use the music for a, a purpose yeah there. they threw his timing off yeah, yeah. Um, I just I, his whole relationship to music is interesting I like I like music mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever cared about it as that much no most so watching don't. him like. Like, before he'll, like, drive away from, like, the police, he has to sit there and, like, flip through the radio and, like, choose the perfect song. Yeah. Um, a lot of the music in the movie is, like, 60s, like, soul, which is, like, my favorite genre. So, that I did not, was not expecting that. So, that really made me... I love that choice. Yeah. If, if, if it feels... You know, if it was, like, just, like, heavy rock music the whole time, it would have been... It wouldn't have been as good a movie. The music choice makes the whole thing feel a little more fun and kind of... Yeah free and I've seen um in other like series I've watched and stuff they'll do fight scenes to like incongruous music a lot of times they use queen music for some reason yeah and yeah. like it's fun like I like queen as much as the next guy you know mm-hmm. it's, it's it's good music um and it's fun you know you, you like seeing the rhythm of the fight and it's staged and whatever but the fact that they didn't choose rock music is just I don't know I like I'm all about it. Yeah. I think it's so fun. There is some, and there there actually is. There is Queen in it at the end. Yeah, song, which is actually He's a song I didn't really know. Um, but which yeah, also just, I like that they chose a lesser known song. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, it's um, it's such a fun movie. Edgar Wright is very meticulous. It seems mm-hmm. in his movies. I like when people care about the art that they're making, mm-hmm. and you can feel it. Like there's things in the movie that they didn't have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been a good movie if they left. So, like, like that scene where he's walking and the graffiti lines up with the lyrics. That's not necessary. Yeah. But it's so cool and fun. It's, like, uh, I think, like, the word would be, like, rich. Like, it's, like, full of just, like, yeah. stuff to find. And it's not... Some some directors like to do Easter eggs where they're, like, ha remember, that's a reference to that other thing that happened. Or, like, mm-hmm. that's a reference to another pop culture m- moment. And I like that his Easter eggs aren't that. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not that, like, easy. Yeah. It's like it's stuff that like you rewatch it and you find it and you're like, oh, that's so cool. Like it's just it, it's cool that he did that. Yeah, I'm sure there's stuff too that, from what I know about Edgar Wright, he's kind of a nerd. Yeah, that seems um, apparent. Yeah. And um, so I'm sure there's things in there that 
most people and me included are never gonna catch. Right. Um, I kind of like that too. I like. I like. I want people who make movies. I want them to be smarter than me. Yeah. I don't want to watch a movie made by someone who's as dumb as me. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to learn stuff when I'm watching a movie. So I, I like. I that. like being around smart people. I like reading mm-hmm. things that are written by smart people. To me, yeah. that, that carries over to movies too. I like, uh, and, and even directing, which I know nothing about. When I see like a different kind of shot or a different like you know transition, mm-hmm. I notice. I'm like, oh, that's inventive. It's, yeah, it's yeah. something else. This guy's trying, and I, I yeah, I like that. It's it's good to see. Uh, speaking of Edgar Wright being a nerd, um, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is based off of a webcomic, which had, as far as I know, had some kind of cult following, but I also don't know a single person who read it who didn't read it because they'd already seen the movie. So, like, I don't know where he found this thing. Um, the premise of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is that um, in Canada, there people just have superpowers. Maybe in other places too, but it seems like mostly Canada. And only um, occasionally have superpowers. Sometimes yeah. they don't. And but also <laughs> when they do, it's normal, and we don't care. Um, it's uh, starring Michael Sarah, who we've discussed multiple times. Could, could not the role could not have been played by anyone but Michael Sarah. Yeah. He's perfect. Michael, come back. Where have you gone? Yeah, be in more movies. Because um, he's he's just this like super super like dorky awkward kid. Um, and then also he gets in like a video game style like Mortal Kombat battle, and everybody's kind of like, "Whoa, oh okay." Everyone just like backs out of the way and lets them fight. Yeah, there's yeah. like a little bit of like surprise, and they're like, "Yeah, man, that's pretty cool, I guess." I think mostly for the first one, there's some surprise, and then for the rest of the fights, they're like, "Oh, all right, there's no fight happening." Yeah, it's more <laughs> like finding out that your friend is like really good at a sport. You're like, <laughs> you're like, that's crazy, and then you're like, "Oh, okay." Like that's not a that's not a thing that people don't do, um, but he uh, he starts dating this girl named Ramona Flowers, um, who has become a kind of a pop culture icon in a weird way, um, and she has seven evil exes that are going to hunt him down because they all want to be with her. So it's like a uh, it's like a video game. Like he has he goes has to go through each level of X, and then he finally has the big boss battle at the end that's way more intense than all the other ones. Uh, and it's insane. It's really, really fun. I like this movie a lot more than I thought I would. It's two and a half hours long. I didn't realize that. Is it, it actually? that long. Yeah. Jeez. Well, yeah, it's, I, I thought it didn't feel that long. It's, like, you feel like you maybe get tired of a movie that has basically seven fight scenes in it. <laughs> it feels like too many. Yeah. And, like, some I, I like movies that other people would think are boring sometimes. Mm-hmm. I also like crazy movies. This one, like, it could be tiring to see all this happen. All these fight scenes with crazy visual effects and, like, video game things happening. But I really, really never got tired of it. And it felt fun and exciting every time. Mm-hmm. Each fight has, like, a little bit of a different feel to it. Yeah, each each uh, each axe has a different like superpower that they bring to yeah. the table. Yeah, I feel like they, they they all kind of look a little bit different from each other for the most part, and there's you know it's just more. Um, and however, however they film these, they make Michael Sarah look kind of like an action star who's out there yeah. kicking ass, uh, which is weird because you have like hey, there's one scene where Michael Sarah, this little scrawny kid basically is fighting Chris Evans who's Captain America mm-hmm. who does action movies and is kind of a bigger guy and it looks like they're fighting each other for the most part. I think that one he kind of loses more. 
Yeah. And then he kind of he tricks him at the end. Which kind of does make more sense. Right. But like he's fighting, and he looks like he's fighting. Yeah. And uh, Michael Sarah doesn't look like he could successfully swat a fly if he had to. It's it's also a music movie. Like there's just so much happening in this mm-hmm. in this movie because uh, uh, the main character is Scott Pilgrim is in a band, and so they have like a you know battle of the bands, and they're trying to like get attention, and they have some like people like them, but you know they're not really going anywhere yet. Um, and the music, this music is rock music, mm-hmm. and it's good. I I enjoy almost all this. Probably every song in it is yeah. fun. Like, There's one great song in it. Which, which uh, one? It's called uh, Black Sheep. That and one. it's not played by the main band. It's uh, Brie Larson is um, uh, Michael Sarah's ex. I don't know. We don't need to even, try to figure out how Even that though happens. she's, like, really, really cool. Yeah. It's like, uh, how, why was she is... There's no, there's no <laughs> movie where she's not just awesome. Um, but uh, her band has the, the one song, and it's absolutely awesome it's actually, yeah. um, I, but, I actually listened to it like the other day on its own yeah I listened to it it's, yeah. it's good uh, but that's something too where it's like yeah the music is like not the point of this movie but it's all enjoyable even if that's mm-hmm. not your style of music you can tell someone took the time to write it and produce it and make it worthwhile I, it's awesome yeah there's not like a down moment in that movie either it's mm-hmm. just kind of non-stop stuff something happening also really really funny um, I think a little funnier, funnier than Baby Driver, and definitely a little lighter. Yeah, it's meant to be more. Of a it's, it's 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 a lot lighter. Baby Driver's got some heavier moments in it. This yeah. one's a lot lighter all throughout, and it's just goofy and fun. And uh, yeah, I um I like yeah, we don't share this really. I like superhero movies for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I'm getting to like them less and less as I get burnt out on the genre because there's just too much of it. Um, one of the things I've started to appreciate is when they look like comic books, because I also like comic mm. books for the most part. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we both like the show The Boys. They do this sometimes where they have there's certain angles and shots where I, I can look at it and say that had to be a frame out of the comic book. Mm. You can just you can just feel it. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. There's some fight scenes at the end where they go into slow motion for no reason, but you're like, oh, they like laid this out. It's like a tableau in a yeah. comic book, and that's what. Scott Pilgrim does the transitions from scene to scene like they're inside and they're still having the same conversation but now they're outside it feels like you're just flipping pages in the book it's really cool it's a weird at first it's like it's disorienting when at first the first couple of transition I was like whoa like (laughs) in the first few minutes of the movie I'm like what is happening yeah and it was cool I felt I was like oh this is cool yeah there there's like weird quick transitions and weird cuts and a couple of shots that like just individual shots are like oh that looks just like a like a sell out of a comic book right. and it's just all this uh, um, it's very very stylish and there's a couple of scenes where like it changes like aspect ratio like when he goes yeah. to like he's like what is it is it like that when he's like dreaming or he's dead yeah. or whatever like in a desert and like they've changed to like widescreen yeah and, like it's weird and it's and it, cool. it gives you the feeling of him being like out there and like yeah. out far away no it's yeah it's Edgar Wright is he's, he's definitely a dork but it's yeah. awesome he uh, he has the exact right outlet for his yeah. nerdiness. I I definitely need to watch more of his movies. You mm-hmm. recommended. Uh, I saw just one of his that I didn't really realize was his, but he did a Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. which is from like two thousand seven or eight. It's like a British, it's like a very violent British cop comedy. That's mm-hmm. uh, really good. That's a fun fun movie. I'm um, definitely gonna watch that one. I'm gonna look into more of his stuff mm-hmm. too because these are the only. I didn't even realize these were the same director because I don't pay attention to things, I guess. Um, <laughs> but once Adam told me that, I was like, yep, 
you know what? That makes sense. Yeah, you can definitely see his um, his uh, influence. Yeah, motifs. I like that Ooh, word. Um, fancy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I would highly recommend either one of these movies mm-hmm. to just like anyone. They're so good. I like in Scott Pilgrim, especially the, um, sort of just like, little, kind of like one liners, I guess. Mm-hmm. Little throwaway lines from characters. Michael Sarah, especially. He's always. In the, the comedic he, beats are always just spot He has on. great timing. He always did in, when he was, you know, back when he was around more like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, I wonder, I guess he, he does really only have one kind of note he plays in his roles. He's always Michael Sarah, But I like it, and I want to see it again. If it's in the correct movie, it's awesome. There are two There are two scenes that have like lived on in like internet stuff, uh, one of which is uh, the, uh, uh, she's like, bread makes you fat. And he's like, bread makes you fat? And he's just shocked, like he'd never heard of that before. Is it because he like, said garlic bread is his favorite food? <laughs> which also, what? <laughs> like, everybody likes garlic bread. It's nobody's favorite food. <laughs> um, and then there's another scene where his ex-girlfriend shows up at the door and says, is Scott here? And his roommate, Wallace, who we didn't even mention. Oh, Wallace. Wallace is amazing. Uh, he says, uh, he barely pauses as you hear glass breaking and you see Scott fly through the window behind him and he goes oh he just left and you're like oh, yeah no yeah. shit yeah. I, I can tell I think I, I'd seen that like little clip or like a little gif yeah. of that or something before I saw the movie and I was it's like, funny oh, that's it's that. funny without context and then in context you're like oh, I mm-hmm. get it I really feel it now Guess we should mention that the ex-girlfriend's name is Knives Chow yeah and she also well she's gonna grow up and be super awesome but she's, she's definitely in high school yeah isn't that the first line of the movie? Scott Pilgrim is dating a high school girl. It's like the first line, yeah. Listen, Scott Pilgrim is not the best guy. You know, yes. he's, he has a lot of flaws. That, and that's also one of the point, kind of the points of the yeah. movie. It's like, hey, this guy kind of sucks. <laughs> like, he's growing and learning, but he kind of sucks. Yeah, you're like, because you, you go through things, you're like, oh, this, this guy. And you're like, I kind of like this guy. And yeah. you're like, oh, wait, but what about that? Never mind, though. No. They, they sort of remind you every once in a while. Like, <laughs> no, he does suck. Yeah. He's not the best. He's working on it. Everyone in this movie is, uh, or not everybody, but a couple of the characters are, are going through something. They're working on themselves a bit. Yeah. Um, we did mention, though, this one does have a couple of things that age oh, yeah. poorly. My, my few complaints about the movie are things that were just a little offensive. Yeah, mostly about sexuality. The there, There's a bit about, um, there was something about, like, Indian people or Asian people that I remember kind of, like, set off, like, a like a ding, like, oh, that didn't feel like something you should say, but I don't remember what I don't, it was. I don't remember that. It, it just didn't, something didn't feel right, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And But there's a bit about... Uh, the the girl Ramona, like the main, you know, the female lead of the story. Um, one of her exes is a woman, and that's a bit of a plot twist, which is fine. Like I, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, because Scott keeps talking about her ex boyfriends, and she keeps being like exes, and he's like, I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't get why you're correcting me. Um, and so like he doesn't realize, and that's a cute little like, ah, oh, Scott, you idiot. There's yeah. like a literal light bulb goes off, you know. Yeah, it, it, it would have been funny if they approached it more like he's the only one who doesn't know. If they left it right there, yeah, because there was there's like a there's a little clip where it's like it's like no clue, and then like gets it. Yeah, that was and like cute. that was funny. Yeah. I like that. If they had, if they had just left it there and then gone into the fight scene, awesome. But then Ramona starts getting into this whole like, well, I was just having a phase, and like, okay, like she realized she doesn't like girls. Okay, and then. And then it just keeps keeps getting worse. Right. Where the girl's like mad at her because she doesn't like girls anymore. And she's all like ashamed. Oh, I didn't mean anything. It's yeah. like that. It's that cliche thing. It's like like bisexual characters in movies where it's yeah. like 
for like years it was always this weird thing where they were like always like trying to like defend their decision making and it, yeah. it, it, it felt unclean i was like oh this is not great it doesn't feel good and then the other thing was that then the girl the ex was still a villain and it's like ramona's attitude makes me think that she was kind of not the bad one here yeah like it's uh, it's hard to because like it's fine to like okay like she dated a girl doesn't realize she's not that into girls cool awesome um but more then, power to you ramona yeah, yeah glad you figured it out but the fact that she was like um she basically was like yeah i was just using you to figure it out was like whoa yeah that was weird i felt bad for the ex and also i felt like she was like ramona was like trying to like defend herself to scott for some reason not a great scene it was like what why do you why would you care what he what, what he thinks about this ramona this yeah. guy's you know let him let him deal with it um that whole scene was just kind of clunky yeah, didn't, if that was just just didn't need to be there. It, they go right into a, you know another great fight scene with this right. with this girl. If you were to cut twenty seconds out of that scene, I would have felt fine. It would have been everything would have it would have been totally normal. Yeah. yeah, but that's I think that's just a sign that the movie's a little bit you know it a is about twenty ten I think so yeah, yeah it's a little it's just a little dated. And you know I don't know how long the comic came before that I yeah. don't know who the people were uh, that put this together like it. On the scale of things, it's not that bad. No. Again, we're being we're getting to be picky, which is nice. But yeah, something something to be aware of when yeah. you watch it. But um, again, good movies. Very fun. I think our um, I think our plan for next week is a uh, what was it like a pre-apocalypse movie and a post-apocalypse movie. That's it, because you know it always feels like the world's ending, doesn't it? Um, uh, uh, it's Doctor Strange Love and then Mad Max Fury Road. We just both like Mad Max Fury Road. For Fury Road, it's and a good I one. wanted to watch it again. And I've been trying to figure out a way to get Doctor Strange Love on the podcast, and yeah. this is the best way I can think of. I haven't seen it, and I'm down to. So yeah, it's, it's a fun, fun one. Uh, yeah, and then I think we're just taking a break off for th- a week off for Thanksgiving break. I can't talk today, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Whatever. Yeah. Um, You're on your own in two weeks, everybody. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I really hope you guys are going to be okay without you know, a <laughs> weekly episode of us talking about your, movies. Your, without your 24 minutes of movie talk, yeah. you'll be fine. You can do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or whatever, uh, you know, like the like the episode, like the podcast. Um, honestly, if people have suggestions for more movies for us to talk about. I'd take it. Well, I like that. It'd be idea. cool if we can see some movies that one of us hasn't already seen. We need movies we disagree on as well. Yeah, we have very similar opinions. Yeah, we need to branch. Give out. us something controversial. I know if it's controversial, we'll still agree on it. <laughs> um, give us something divisive. There yes. we go. Uh, that would be awesome. But we need more conflict. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, again, thanks for listening. That was episode ten of the Movie Den. <laughs>